On this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with my husband, Tyler, about reintegration and deployment and what that looked like for us as a couple and some tips we have if you're going through it yourself. So check it out. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to Call to Marriage. I think this episode has been one that not only have I been super excited for, but you guys have been super stoked for as well. And that is where I bring my husband on for a couple's interview talking about reintegration and deployment and what that looked like for us. So today, my special guest is my husband. (laughs) If you want to introduce yourself to everybody, that'd be awesome. Hello, everyone. As she said, I'm her husband. Um, We're going on about a year now, so very short marriage so far. Um, I'm currently in the Army as a captain in an aviation unit, and as she said, I just went through um, my first deployment, quote-unquote. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, too, it was a lot. We got married, and then shortly afterwards, you deployed, and I mean, it's something you had told me was going to happen beforehand, but I think, like, any deployment, you kind of mentally try and prepare for it and the day comes and you're totally not prepared at all for it. But I think for us having gone through a deployment so early, we have a lot of insight at least to it since it is so raw and so fresh. And so we wanted to come on and share those insights. And so I would love to hear from you what you think the hardest part about growing a new marriage and having that deployment come right in almost immediately after what that was what that was for you. So, I mean, the deployment was weird. And I guess before we go any further, this wasn't like a combat deployment or Mm -hmm. anything um, of that nature. This was just a Europe rotation um, during COVID, which made it a little worse than it probably should have been. But either way, it's it's over now. And it kind of like (laughs) limited my life in some way. Um, As she said, the communication was a little rough. I tried to call or talk to her as much as I can. There was... I think a seven or eight hour time difference. Yeah. So by the time I was off work, I could say good morning and maybe talk for 30 or 40 minutes. And that was really about it. Unless I stayed up really late or she woke up unreasonably early. <laughs> um, Which I tried. I think that lasted for all of a week of me getting up at four. And I was just yeah. like, I love you, but I can't do this. <laughs> I did the same thing on, on certain days where I knew I was at work the next day. I was just staying up and then it just ruined my sleep schedule for the next week or two so it was very very difficult the communication and time difference just collided all the time and we we kind of would send a text and the next day when the next person responded we would just do it that way it was a lot easier Mm -hmm. i think too if with the communication aspect it made sort of if there was something going on from a i would say marital growth perspective meaning there was a tip or something, it made it hard kind of to digest what was going on or what the other person was experiencing. You had to sort of remind yourself that as much as you were struggling, the other person was probably struggling too. And just keeping that in mind, at least for me, I had to remind myself that I also wasn't the only one who was missing 
their spouse, like you were also missing your spouse and being cognizant of that. But you came home, you're home now. You are <laughs> no longer in Europe and in a country that has a little bit more freedom with COVID. But when you came home, what was the weirdest part about you for reintegration? I have my weird parts, but I love to know what your weird parts were. I've, I've heard different things from different people. Um, I was over in Romania and it was just kind of disgusting living with um, that many people in such a close proximity. Mm. It was much different than what I'm used to. I lived on my own before I got married. Then I lived with you after we got married. And I mean, it's still, we keep a relatively neat house. I'm not a clean yeah. freak by any means, but I, <laughs> I organize my messes, so to say. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just weird, like shower shoes and seeing the, like disgusting bathrooms and and just how run down the, the I guess, barracks is what you can call them. And so that that was really weird. But I would say the most difficult thing was just sleeping next to someone. Mm -hmm. um, I know I was in a room with a couple other guys, but sleeping in the in the same bed, not having that, you know, twin bed or single bed and sleeping physically next to someone and mm -hmm. then touching them and kind of freaking out the first couple of nights. That was, that was pretty difficult. I yeah. know I scared you a couple of nights as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I woke up like two or three times, like freaking out, thinking somebody had gotten in the house and was sleeping next to me. And Tyler had to be like, I'm here. Like, it's me. <laughs> it's your husband. But that was definitely weird. I think sleeping, like, getting like used to sleeping next to someone again was on my weird list as well. I think also what was weird is like getting used to someone else's messes. So like Tyler said, we keep a relatively clean home, but I am sadly very particular <laughs> about cleaning <Yeah>. and <laughs> much to the chagrin of Tyler because I can be a little over like overbearing about it sometimes, but I kind of had to get used to sharing chores in reintegration and not just continuously doing things by myself. And also being okay with asking for help. I know a lot of times if I asked Tyler to like take the trash out and he didn't take it like right away, I would find myself getting flustered over it because when I was by myself, like if the trash needed to go out, I just took it out. But I think with that part of reintegration, I had to reteach myself to ask for help and to ask for things and be reasonable with my requests. And I'm not saying like taking the trash out isn't a reasonable request because I think it is a reasonable request, but reasonable within understanding that people have a different timeline for things. And my timeline isn't the only timeline. Basically having to remind myself that it's not my way or the highway. Like I'm sharing a life with yeah. <laughs> someone else. And, and time was, I mean, just like that time was mm -hmm. very different for me too. Like I was used to working six, seven days a week, just depending on the week, just in a row. Mm. Um, some, some days, 12, 16 hour days, just, just nonstop. Yeah. And, you know, go, we go to the cafeteria, we get food during this hour, go work cafeteria three times a day. So we'd only eat three times a day, like during those specific hours. And so it was really difficult for me. It's like, Oh, I can eat whenever I want. This is weird. Just, just managing my time. I didn't know if I wasn't working for 12 hours a day, I didn't know what else to do with my life when I got back, <laughs> especially with COVID. We had to quarantine for the first, I think, week. Yeah. And then we started reintegration on the second week. So it was really difficult. I was sitting down that first week trying to figure out what to do to keep me busy. And I know I, know I needed some downtime, but I didn't want to take too much and just completely fall out of any habits of 
you know, just working out or anything like that. So that was really difficult, just readjusting Mm -hmm. to like my normal time schedule instead of working nonstop every hour of the day. Like rebuilding a routine basically from Mm -hmm. scratch. So what do you think made reintegration a little easier? Because reintegration as a whole, I think it's, it's tough and it's weird because you have to, you get used to just one, I think coming back into the quote unquote real world, like, like you said, like having a routine, not working like seven days a week, understanding like a new job basically. But then you also have this readjustment that goes on in the family life as well. So what do you think went well or what helped with reintegration? Um, probably the number one thing is, I mean, when we started dating, I moved to Germany. I, I PCS to Germany. It wasn't a deployment or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was in Germany for uh, just under two years. And like I said, we, we just started dating. We were getting through that phase. We were figuring things out. We would visit during certain holidays back and forth. And we had practiced so much on, hey, I'm in a completely different continent separated by an ocean. So we had gotten used to a lot of the things like the time zone and communicating to a certain extent, not the same way we do now, but a little bit. And that that helped tremendously, just having some kind of understanding of what the next nine months of my life would be just setting expectations yeah. up. Um, Realistic expectations too. So that, that helped with both deployment and reintegration. Just, I, I understood kind of, you know, a little bit of what would happen when I came back or when I left, I know things are always a little different or doing different things. Um, it was just Europe again. So it was, it was very similar to what I had been doing. Um, the other thing was just taking things slow. I, I, I know the my time management and setting my schedule back up was kind of difficult. One, for the jet lag, and two, just different work hours. So taking things super slow and just being patient. I, I got aggravated kind of quickly mm-hmm. because it's, it's difficult. No matter where you are, no matter who you're married to, it doesn't even need to be a deployment. You go on vacation, you come back, and it's it's difficult to get used to someone being right next to you and living next to you. So I, I just recommend if anybody's doing this or just taking a week away from someone, when you come back, just be patient with them. Take it as slow as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure you got angry with me at certain points as well. <laughs> um, I'm not perfect, even though, you know, mostly. <laughs> Definitely with taking time. I think both of us were pretty good too with taking time, communicating when we needed time. Like if we were getting flustered or frustrated, like you said, calling it out. Um, we also took vacation after you came home. And I genuinely think that helped as well. Just sort of ease you back into it. Um, having you on the quarantine was great. It's I know that's not always going to be the case because we're not going to be in a pandemic. At least I hope not. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> but I will say having that quarantine time with you home for that period of time, just being home solid and... Um, it was good to, I think, sort of slowly readjust and slowly like reintroduce you back into routines that I had created and things that I had done while you were away. And um, I also don't recommend doing this, but I completely redecorated our house. <laughs> so that was kind of a shock. So I will say minimizing um, the volume of changes that you can is really helpful. I think sort of like Tyler said, like take it slow, ease into it. You don't want to just throw everything all at once because I think when we tried to do so much at one time, that's when we got more frustrated with each other because we were still working that out. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about just taking leave. I know mm-hmm. people are gone. 
for nine months, you, you kind of want to save up some leave because that's that's how we are. And a lot of a lot of people in any branch of service just get so in the habit of working all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I know before I came back, we had discussed. It's like, man, I don't really need to take leave. Um, I can get this done. I can just do this and that. And if I take leave, it would just delay it all. And sometimes you just you just have to. It you you need it. You owe it to yourself. I mean, the military in general wouldn't give you leave if they didn't expect you to take some off days. Yeah. And that that did help a lot. I'm really glad I did take it. Am I bummed that some of my plans or schools or whatever got delayed? Yeah. But it was <laughs> it again, it was totally worth it. I needed the break. Yeah. If you're also not quite sure what leave is, leave is the military's terminology for vacation days, basically. And so um, you're given a set number per month that you can save up or use and um, you request certain that time off and it can be approved or denied based on a variety of circumstances. But we kind of decided as a family that us taking leave was going to be really beneficial for us in the long run of just sort of reconnecting and taking a breather and de-stressing and, and again, taking our time to ease back into normal routine and normal life. Um, but yeah, I think all of those things really helped reintegration go smoothly. And just to reiterate, I think patience and just being realistic with your expectations of it are important. I think we sort of expected reintegration to go fairly easy just because we have had done separation before, but um, coming back from that much time separation and us being stressed in different ways, it definitely was, um, it had its moments, but I think coming out on this side now, I know if we have to do it again, we at least have some tools in our belt to get us through, but if you are going through a reintegration or you're preparing for a deployment and you have questions that you want us to answer, you can email us at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Facebook and Instagram at Call to Marriage. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would rate and leave a review. It really does help the podcast out. We've grown about 100 people in the past month and that is just wild to me. So thank you so much for listening and for supporting Call to Marriage. I love so much so to see just the the reach that this podcast is having and it just makes me so excited to continue. So I want to thank my husband for <laughs> being so willing to come on the show and chat. Um, yeah, if you're listening, don't be scared to send um, questions in or any concerns that you might just need some help with. I know when she doesn't have the answer um, or if there's too much military lingo in there, she always comes to me and asks for help. So I just recommend no matter what your question is, just mm-hmm. giving it a shot and maybe she doesn't know who it, what what the answer is or maybe I don't know. We can find someone who does or at least give it a shot. Yeah. There's no harm in trying. Yeah, I'm really good at, and we're really good too about finding resources if we don't know the answer. So send us your question. And we are getting ready here in a couple weeks to start PCS 101. So if you are about to start PCSing or you're interested in what PCSing is, which is permanent change of station, so moving to a new duty station, definitely don't want to miss that. But thank you all so much for listening. You are more than a spouse. You are more than a just, just a wife, just a husband, just a person. You are unique and special. And I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Talk to you later.